You're now tuned into the Flip Flip Daily Audio Experience Podcast. Let's talk flipping sneakers, Supreme, all things e-commerce, and so much more. Oh my goodness. Follow us on Instagram at Flip Flip. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Flip Podcast. Uh, today we have Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm sure you know these guys, uh, Mike and Orlando. Orlando, um, if you guys want to introduce yourselves. Yeah, not a problem. So so Mike and I are Pure Hustle Podcast. We've been around for about two years. We're about 175 plus episodes. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of episodes. We've been doing this for a while. It feels like. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so, Mike, how did we get started real quick? Yeah, so, I mean, we got started. It was kind of an interesting thing. I didn't know anything about reselling at all. I was kind of uh, just not even a newbie. I didn't even really have a lot of interest in reselling. Uh, and I'm a teacher, and Orlando was my vice principal. And one summer was coming up, and I had my eyes on a drone that I wanted. I do some videography and stuff on the side. And so Orlando was always talking about reselling. And so I kind of asked him, I was like, hey, if I were to do this like reselling thing over the summer, do you think I can make like an extra five, six hundred dollars? And he's like, yeah, easy. I could teach you. And then being like the the videographer <laughs> guy that I am, I was like, you know what? Like we should we should just record it. Like we should record you teaching me how to do reselling. And then maybe we could help other people. And the craziest thing happened is we started the podcast. Uh, you know, we didn't know if anybody was going to listen, but it so was kind of like, you know, hey, he's teaching me and if nobody listens, oh, well, but uh, we started doing it. And by the end of the summer, I was so hooked into reselling. I'd learned so much about reselling. Uh, I still haven't bought that drone, but I've just been investing, investing. Oh, I've got man. so much capital what, now. It's crazy. What kind of what kind of drone was it? So it was a, a DJI Maverick. So, um, you know, just a little something for doing some like wedding videography and stuff. But I've, I've done so well on reselling that I've my, my videography business I've kind of put on hold because I enjoy that. But I kind of like making videos for the fun, just in, like I enjoy making videos. And so oh, doing okay. it for like, uh, like video editing and stuff. Yeah. And so doing that for money, doing it for a job kind of took some of the joy out of it. So now that I found reselling, it's become such a huge side hustle for me. Um, all of my other like make money side hustles have kind of gone to the wayside because reselling has been so successful. Uh, and it's just crazy to look at where we've come two years after doing this podcast. And I'm like, man, you know, I'm still yeah. the newbie. Uh, I still am only a part-time reseller, but it's kind of a cool dynamic on our podcast because I, I kind of have the perspective of, you know, someone doing this 10, 20 hours a week and Orlando's the full-time guy. So yeah. And it's my third well, year full-time right now. And, uh, it, the interesting thing is we've just been documenting <laughs> That's all we've been doing yeah. is documenting. But you know how it is. When you document, you end up teaching others like good things about reselling and the bad part about reselling, right? So everybody likes to be part of the journey. So it's been great. We we have a ton of awesome listeners that are always helping us out and we're also, you know, helping them. So it works. Well, and that's why like documenting is not only just for yourself, but it helps so many people because they get hooked from day one and they see kind of like your your glow up. You know, I you guys like were one of the first, you know, I was saying before we started recording, like you were one of the first podcasts. I I think do you guys remember uh, what was his name? He was from Las Vegas. He did a podcast. Yes. Sensitivity Hustlers. Yeah, I did one with him and you guys um, we were going to link up, but something happened or whatever. Um but uh, yeah, it's just the glow up is amazing because people can go from day one to you guys are on what day a hundred and something. 
<laughs> we're, we're like day yeah. 700 and something yeah, we, yeah we've got a lot of days in this now and and with we've been we dropped two episodes a week we started with we were going to do like maybe one every other week and then we went one a week and then it was like let's do two a week and and it's it's kind of interesting because our podcast is um it's really reseller focused uh, but we have a lot of variety of what we do so and it's been so amazing for Orlando and i because you know, there's times where we're just talking about what we're doing reselling or what's going on in the reselling world, eBay updates, Amazon updates. Uh, and then there's times where we talk about like a specific theme, like, okay, what is it like reselling full time? Or how do you deal with shipping or upset customers? And then we've been doing interviews, which has been great because then we get all of these other perspectives. Uh, and then we even do these book reviews, which are kind of cool because um, it's amazing how much you can connect to reselling when you're looking at just improving your life, whether it's financially or you know, uh, disciplines and habits and all of those things. Well, that's uh, another thing. Reselling has, it's gone into, it teaches you so many good qualities, like how to save money, how to look for quality and items. Uh, as far as like clothing, like when we're thrifting clothing, we now understand what's valuable, you know, in a sense. And uh, like, if you go through racks and you find like the target cheap brand, you're like, yeah. oh, this is just garbage you know um so yeah it's just so i want to touch on we'll go from like the part-time perspective and then also orlando orlando is like the full-timer um how like part-time has <clears throat> coronavirus and everything kind of affected your business like how's it been yeah, I mean, it, when coronavirus first happened, I mean, I think everybody, no matter what field you worked in, no matter what level you were at in life, whether you're reselling or you were a you know, corporation, I think there was a lot of just uncertainty. And, and I know there still is, but with reselling, I think there was a lot of fear of, are people going to stop buying things? Um, there was, in the beginning, kind of resellers kind of started to get a bad rep and that wasn't very, you know, good for the reselling community. Uh, but it was been actually surprisingly uh, a, a good thing in a lot of ways, uh, being that it's caused so many resellers to change what they have to do. So for instance, I relied solely on going to thrift stores and garage sales for most of my sourcing, I'd say 95% of my sourcing. And then mm. that's taken away from me, right? And so I had to learn to adapt. And I know a lot of people did too. And by adapting, I actually was able to expand my horizons, develop new niches. And it was really cool because I started to see that I can do a lot of sourcing directly off of eBay. I could do local sourcing, uh, you know, through Facebook Marketplace or offer up and just realizing that there's so much money out there that were in markets I wasn't even touching. And in fact, I think it's it's even if thrift stores and garage sales come back full force, I think my reselling will be forever changed. And on top of that, sales yeah. have been incredible. So, um, you know, it's it's actually been financially uh, pretty good on the reselling side for us. Cool. Yeah, I love that. You uh, you kind of touch on all the different parts of reselling. We, I think before pre-corona, we were kind of like thrift stores, RA, and then we're all stuck in our, our rabbit holes. And then we're like, whoa, we got to make, you know, some bread on the internet. And I think people started to learn that eBay to eBay um, and stuff like that. So yeah, that was, that's, did you do any, you didn't do any like thrift stores, right? California was freaking lockdown <laughs> yeah we were we were completely <laughs> locked down so there was there was no you couldn't get into any store if you wanted to so um yeah i mean the one thing that's been a little surprising is as thrift stores have reopened we were anticipating that it was going to be all the stores would be the honey holes that they were before or that there would be so much like an influx of of 
donations to these stores and we'd be able to just walk in and there'd be gold on every aisle that uh, was a uh, that was kind of part two like one started to, stuff started to open oh my gosh there was just influxes um like ross was basically giving stuff away uh burlington <laughs> I wish we had that experience. I'm telling you, in California, it has not been that way at all. No. At oh, least that's not another thing. Cali. Orlando, that's another thing I told my buddy Omar. I was like, this man lives in San Diego, which is so expensive. And he's still just like, um, and I've seen some of those prices at like thrift stores and stuff, dude. Like, yeah. no joke. So, yeah, but um, you know, uh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, I just want to touch on you now. Like, for, oh. I mean, how's it been just with all this being full time? So, I'm kind of in the same situation with Mike. When things hit first, I'm, I started figuring out, okay, how much do I have in my savings? How much of a credit limit do I have? How long can I go without making a sale? Like, that was the first, I think everybody so, was in that place for three oh, days. Oh, yeah. At, at the very beginning, like, my, like, I was scared. I was like, what's about to happen, dude? Like, are we all about to just be broke? Yep. Uh, like, were we living the dream? You know, because you always, yeah. you always, I've, you know, I listen to Gary Vee and I hear Gary Vee always saying, you know, we live in an era where there's all these entrepreneurs, right? But when things get yeah. real, then you're going to find out who the real entrepreneurs are. Yeah. And I'm like, I oh, guess yeah. it's time. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay. So like initially you, like everybody, we were all just yeah. scared. And then did you kind of audible to like the OA a little more? So would you say? It was, it was really interesting. So I audibled first to my own inventory that I didn't have listed. So one of the problems that resellers have is we're not like hoarders, but we're almost there in the sense that we source a lot of items and we don't always list them. Right. And so that was oh, my first. Dude, I got a I got a full garage still just like yeah. waiting and it's good inventory. So I'm not even tripping like that stuff's good. Well, uh, and that was my that was my problem, too. So I started listing all of it and I got to about, you know, I have like 10 percent still that I, I kind of don't want to deal with. And then I started pivoting to eBay to eBay arbitrage, which was great because had I tried to do that early on as a reseller, I think I would have struggled. But you know, the years of reselling really helped because then I was able to sort and find lots. And even now, like right now, sitting, you know, in the front of my house, well, I put them inside my house already, but I have about 100 items that I sourced for about $500 on eBay that I'm probably going to make over 3K on. And so, so you, do, you do bulk ordering like through eBay? I do. What you're so, saying? so what happens is I'll, I'll look and I have certain niches that I'm uh, niches that I'm good at. And yeah, so yeah. I'll find somebody and they're selling like two or three. But then I go to their username and I click on the username and I see items for sale. And then I try to see what else is in their store. And what mm. I try to do is I try to buy out whatever they have in there that I think is going to be valuable. Right. Because if, if you're a new reseller or you're a reseller that's had inventory sitting for a while, you know, you're going to you're going to want to let that go. So, for example, give you a yeah. concrete one. You may need to you may do, you can hit me up after this. I got a bunch of stuff that I could. Uh, but that's smart. I like that. Like you kind of you shop for single items and then you're like, oh, maybe I can just because everybody loves just selling bulk. All of us agreed, like agreed. right now I got a ton of sports card boxes and um, yeah, I could wait and like sell them for the premium. But I'm a like a fast moving kind of, but yeah, go on, go on. Well, I think that's how most people are. I mean, I was doing the yeah. same thing with local deals. So I started doing local deals, you know, porch pickups with offer up and let go and Craigslist. And what I do is the same thing. I'd see items that 
I thought, okay, I can make profit on. I'd go to their username. I'd see other items that they were selling. I wouldn't say anything in the listing. I would just offer for that one item, and I'd show up with extra cash on me. And I would say, hey, by the way, do you have anything else you're willing to sell? And actually, this happened this past week. Uh, I ended up doing an offer up deal. I showed up. It was just for a, it was a monitor for like health. It was a body fat monitor. That's all I wanted to pick up. But I knew they had other exercise equipment. So I asked them, I said, hey, by the way, do you have other items here? And they're like, oh, yeah, we have these kettlebells over here. And we have all these Nike shoes over here. <laughs> and I was like, all right. And so I ended up walking away with a 72-pound kettlebell for $30, which so at the you, height of the So when you – sorry, sorry. I'm just uh, – I'm very fascinated. So when you're, when you're out, like, sourcing, you kind of – you ask these key questions, like, after Correct. the initial. I like that. Yeah. Okay. You never know. I mean, these – and you can tell. Like, this house, when I walked in – furniture wasn't in the house it was like a few things here there they were moving so they they want to they want to move stuff yeah and my best deals have always been those last second hey by the way i'm a reseller i'm looking to buy other items and sure enough when they hear reseller which sounds counterintuitive you would think that people would be like oh i'm not gonna sell to you you're gonna make a quick buck no actually they're like hey this is somebody that has the cash to pay for more and we're going to show think, them what else yeah, we Yeah, just being genuine with them. That's what you're there for, you know? Like, we're all, uh, we all do something, and reselling's our thing. So, yeah, they're going to, especially if you're buying, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, it took me a long time to get to that place where I was comfortable telling people I was a reseller. Me but too. yeah, yeah. I, I've noticed overall that, that, like Orlando said, so many of my great deals have come from that. Uh, whether people just want to, like you said, offload more things, um, or I've had, I've had times that I, I do the same thing with offer up. I'll look at other people's, like what other listings that, that person has. Um, and there's been times where I've gone and I picked up, like I bundled like five or six of their listings together for a, a much, you know, a steeper discount. And then I get there. I mean, I have one house for instance, where he threw like six other things on top and he's like, yeah, I, I could tell you want to like get stuff. He's all this stuff's kind of similar. You can have it. People are just great, man. Like I was at a garage sale and I didn't find anything, just trash. I walked to my car, the old guy across the street's like, Hey, come here. And he had like a big old thing of uh golf glove or um baseball gloves. And he was like ten dollars each for in those things, some of them, whew, they're like ninety to a hundred a pop. Um so it's just it's a numbers game essentially, but it's a people thing, like reselling's cool people are they think you're just this badass hustler that's i mean it's a it's a job that's very interesting you know like we deal with so many different products and people and it's just fun so um but yeah so so what else is have you been doing you haven't done any ra in a while i, ha like I have so here's the interesting thing mm -hmm. how about yeah. now yeah what's the case Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Oh, Technical there we go. difficulties. Always a love, lovely <laughs> part okay. of technology. <laughs> That's okay. So, we can just jump jump right. We were uh, guys. We were just we we had a little uh, kerfuffle, but we were just talking about uh, what were we saying? So we were talking about retail. Had I been doing retail arbitrage? Boom. And, there it is. All right. And here's here's the story about retail arbitrage. So I was doing all this eBay arbitrage, and in California we're in major lockdown. But what ended up happening was I ended up, you know, after a little bit, they started opening up the stores. And so one day I was just randomly out shopping like for groceries and stuff. And I take out my phone and I scan a few items. And on yeah, Amazon, 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's what happened. So Amazon, <laughs> you know, if you use the Amazon seller app, the, the lower the ranking, the faster items sell. And so right. I see this item, and it's a super low rank. And you said at a, a gas station. No, not a gas station. No store. I, I don't want to mention the store because it's still. No, 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 you item. don't have to mention the store. Just like the, you, you know, what. Yeah, uh, I was I was shopping for my family. That's all I'm gonna say. So yeah. so I see, and literally, there's enough. Like I, it must have come off a pallet and must have been untouched. So I made the call at that moment in time. I'm just gonna buy all of it and see what happens. Mm. So I bought all of it. I listed it quickly on Amazon on Merchant Fulfilled. So Merchant Fulfilled is where instead of you sending it to the warehouse, you just ship it out like it's eBay. And within the drive from my house, I mean, from the store to my house, I already sold 10 units. You turned around? Well, yeah. Okay. So then the story happens. So I'm wondering, I'm like, how long is this going to happen? So I sold. What What was the profit margin? Profit margin was so I, I think it was three times. I, 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 for instance, I paid 30 bucks and they were selling for 90. And after fees, I was Ooh. making about $40 a piece. So that, that moment right there, I bought 50 units. Holy right? so, crap. Yeah, I know. So that was, that was within eight hours I sold through. And it was horrendous because I didn't even have the boxes for this stuff. So I ended yeah, up having, I, mean. I ended up having, rate. you weren't even on your way home. No, I wasn't. So I ended up having to stop by Walmart, and then I had to Frankenbox, which means you basically cut up a box so it works. So I had to do this for 50 units. Well, the next morning, I called every single store in Southern California, and I picked up as many as I could, and I ended up picking up another 140. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> those all sold. Well, the next week, I'm like, I wonder if I can go out of state. Well, did you um, did you deal with that thing too? Because FBA was shut down, right? Yeah. Well, that was that's why I was doing Merchant Fulfilled at this time. So I couldn't send it into FBA, but I could ship it out myself. Do you think that kind of had a lot to do with like? Do you think velocity picked up because FBA was like shut down, so it kind of moved to a different um, like inventory? Like, because I completely FBA believe that's why. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because right now that item, I'm I'm pretty much sold throughout. I've sold all of them. Like I've I don't know. I've sold hundreds of units this summer. But at that time, FBA you couldn't send it in. So Merchant Fulfilled, you know, if you're able to do it, and you know, I've been doing Amazon for a while, so I I can do Amazon Prime. So I get that mm. Prime sticker. Oh, so you had the Merchant Fulfilled Prime like right. enabled. Oh, right. that's nice. I know, yeah. but, you know, I, I, I don't, that's just because I've been doing it for a while. I didn't do anything special. I just been doing Amazon. No, but that's a complete steroid. When things like that start, it, I keep saying audible, but I love sports. But when everything's audibling, and I mean, you were just in a prime position. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, what I started doing is I kept calling locations, and what I ended up doing during the summer is, I would fly into a city because I had all these airline miles from making these purchases. So I didn't have to pay for my airline ticket. I just had to pay like 11 bucks for like the government fees, whatever, and the hotel. And what I would do is go city to city. So I went to Colorado. I went to Northern California. I went to Wisconsin. And I would clean out entire states because, uh, you know, Colorado isn't as big as California. So for me to clean out Colorado didn't mean a lot. It just yeah. meant me visiting like 10 stores. So I would just ship everything out and then I'd go home. And, you know, this was once FBA was in full tax. So I was either I would do Merchant Fulfilled. Wait, you then, were flying? Is that what you said? I was flying out, yeah. And renting wow. a van. Wow. 
And this was during like recently, like July. Yeah, it was June and July. Dang, you went well, hard. I to, okay. I had to get out of Cali. Like I had, you know, it was, it's one of those when when there's an opportunity, you have to strike because you don't know how long you oh, have dude. the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Especially, um, just with yeah, like with everything going on, you just have to. I have a a buddy. He's in the the group with me. He's like my my real like um. He lives where I live, but uh. Whenever, like, things happen, I'm like, dude, we have to strike right away because there are times you can make 50K in, I'm not joking either, like a week, two weeks, mm-hmm. a month. True. If you do it and it's just, it sounds so, like, uh, blah, 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 but it's so real. And you do. Like, I love that. You have to just strike. So, um, so now things yeah. are mellowed out. <laughs> So it's not as intense anymore. So I'm back on the eBay thing. And eBay still, eBay was selling the entire time. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Like eBay's, eBay was great. It's just, you know, you got to leverage the platform at the right time. And then you go back and forth. So, and Mike's had great sales too. And Mike got to travel this summer. And, and not, not to buy stuff, but he, you went out with the trailer and everything. Yeah. yeah that's, another th- that's another thing I wanted to ask. Uh, Mike, you switched over... Cause you're, what did you do again? I forget. It's uh, as far as like you're living in something and. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So, well, reselling the whole reselling kind of led led into it, and so I have a, I guess, an interesting life now. I don't even think about it that way, but when I start to explain my life to people, people like, think, what is going on right now? Well, you're you're uh, off but, the grid. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent off the grid. So my my wife and I both were working full time. My wife actually, I, I'm a, a full time teacher. Uh, my wife uh, was working at a corporation. She was making significantly more money than I was making. Uh, but And we were doing the reselling thing together. So at night, you know, we'd put our son down to bed, and then we'd go out to the garage, and we'd list and pack and take pictures and all of that stuff. And uh, we started making enough money through reselling. And my wife, you know, really wanted to stay home with my son. Uh, and I really wanted her to stay home. So I was like, what if what if you left your job and, and stayed home and I just teach and we kind of do this reselling thing together? We go a little bit harder. Um, I just want to say real quick, I feel like so many people relate with that story, man. Like just that significant other like either wants to, you know, just trying to figure it out. But go on, go on. Yeah, no, I mean, it was it was the best decision we ever made. I mean, it was it's hard when you're thinking about just a financial perspective, uh, but it's been yeah. so good for our family. And she really enjoys reselling. Um, it's something we we're, we're doing together as a family, and it's really brought our family closer. Did it um did it feel like a jump a little bit? Like, were you guys super scared? Um, I mean, to an extent, but uh, we're both pretty. Uh, it's kind of weird, like go with the flow in the sense of w- we make big life changing decisions and we just go with it and we kind of don't look back. Uh, you guys so- are super prepared, right? Like you were a little bit because I I did a podcast and um, one of the girls she completely just cold turkey like quit her job and that's what I did and it was terrifying, man. Like it's just, but you feel so good after you do it, like it's worth it, you know. Yeah, no, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we we're definitely prepared. I mean, I'm we're, I'm really big on like doing all the numbers and making sure, but one, some of the numbers weren't adding up, right? Like we live in San Diego, so um, yeah. housing prices are so high, rent is so high here, um, and so we we're like, the way we're gonna make this work is if we buy a fifth will, we stop renting the the house we're renting, and we live in a fifth will, right? And 
it was kind of this crazy thing, like, should we do it? Should we not do it? And so we're actually on a, a plot of land that her parents own, but it's completely off the grid. There's no, there's it's no really off the grid. There's no power. There's no anything like we, we had to do it all ourselves. So we have a solar. Yeah, but system. I mean, I'm a big person. Uh, I try to teach like even in my group, uh, like financial literacy. And it sounds like you're saving a crap ton of money, if I'm being honest. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, not only just saving money, and, and I would never recommend anybody to, like, buy, if you're going to buy a house, like, buying a trailer or buying, like, a, a mobile home is not as good of an investment as purchasing a house as far as that goes. But yeah. when I'm looking at the numbers as far as, okay, so the, the amount of time I rented the place I was at, right, you know, five, six years, I could have bought the fifth wheel, the amount of money we paid in rent, right? Yes, yes. And by doing that, we have all of the equity. So we end up leaving this fifth wheel in five years. Let's say we, do, we have kind of like a five-year plan. Uh, we, we decide, okay, we paid off a whole bunch of debt. We've paid off this fifth wheel. We've oh, paid off all these so things. is that way you're, is this a long-term thing? Or are you, are you kind of using it to save towards um, like what you're saying right now? Yeah, I mean, we always think like in, in like five year chunks. We try not to think too far beyond that. Like we have like a general yeah. goal, right? Of like where yeah. we could be. So we always want to have an exit plan of wherever we're at in like a year to five years of like if a push comes to shove, we could have a life change and we're in a good place for that. So if in that yeah. five year time frame we're like, you know what, we're saving a ton of money, uh, we're building equity in various assets that we're buying. Um, you know, this is, we, yeah, we enjoy that. doing this, then we'll keep doing it. But if we get to a place where we say like, okay, we've put in our time, we've paid off our debt. Uh, let's use some of the money we've saved and maybe, you know, we'll purchase some real estate and that'll be another form of investment. So We like, we want to have those options available, but we kind of became, uh, minimalist overnight, right? Like, so we went from <laughs> having all of this stuff to now we have very little and because we're resellers we we you know have the unit that we use and store all of our stuff at um you know how reselling is like it kind of can make you a little callous just towards things in general so we've kind of turned into minimalists without intending to we're not like the hardcore like only have a hundred things but then we're like yeah we, we kind of just live that way I, yeah natural. i've always been a, a minimalist uh i think it's an attachment issue but you know that's a long story <laughs> as far as <laughs> but anyway, like minimalist, it's a good way to go. It's better than hoarding. I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, but that. So, do you have a storage unit just for inventory? Yeah. So we have a we have a place currently actually where our our podcast studio is at. We we're renting an office room. Uh, that's where we have all of our our inventory stored. We're looking at potentially getting uh, another storage unit to hold um, excess inventory. Uh, but yeah, so we we pretty much have more real estate holding our inventory than than our living space. That's crazy. And then your electricity and stuff, it's all solar. Yep, yep. So we're 100% solar. We have a well uh, that we we have so we pump water from, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's a uh, yeah we're 100% off the grid. I mean, we don't we don't technically have internet where we're at. We you, you know use our phones or as cattle or no my. Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, we've, we've thought about that, but we're not really super interested in doing the homesteading thing as far as that goes, because that just seems like a whole lot of work. Uh, yeah. But that's kind of what it feels like, right? Like, we're... we're but I it's nice. It, man. I love it. I uh, I could live in a cabin and be just fine. as long. I need my phone and stuff for business, but um, it sounds nice. Like, is it in, in nature and stuff, or is it kind of... San Diego's yeah. beautiful, so... Yeah, we're, we're actually, like, uh, kind of... A little bit outside of san diego and where we're at like you can't see any neighbors we're we're on like a, a large piece of land where there's you know 
Basically, if I text Mike, I don't hear from Mike oh, until wow. he gets back into into range. Yeah, you send yeah. like smoke signals towards them. Yeah. Some <laughs> pigeons. That's right. Yeah. No, I mean, I I have cell phone signal, but uh, but I mean, it's amazing how how simplifying our life um, and focusing on reselling not as a as a means to like let's get rich quick, let's become millionaires, but let's let reselling make enough money that we can have a lot of family time together, uh, that we can spend a bunch of time and then not have to. Because a lot of times I feel like people work to have toys and things and stuff well, going trips you, I, they don't uh, even enjoy. I just had this talk with my father-in-law because we're talking about kids stuff. And you have a son, right? Yep. Almost yeah. three years old. Um, being that close, man, it's so important. Like, you don't need a big house. It's just going to push you guys all away. Like, having that, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Um, and it just keeps you, I don't know. Like, I grew up in a big house and it just wasn't like... People are on video games and stuff. I feel like being in a smaller environment is just going to be great. Um, and it's just simple living, you know? Yep. Yep. So, but cool. So, uh, what else is going on? You guys, you guys, do you sell on every platform? So, right, we, we kind of, not on every platform, but, you know, Mike and I both sell on Poshmark and Mercari and eBay and I, I do a lot of Amazon. Mike hasn't jumped into the Amazon world. Uh, but yeah, it's so right now we're just getting ready for quarter four, which I think is going to be bigger than the last quarter fours we've had. At least that's my speculation. Who knows? Oh, I mean, yeah. right now, absolutely everything yeah. uncertain. But what we know is that e-commerce, I think there was an article I read that within three months had done what could not have been done in 10 years. And so it's I'm anticipating... Shopify stock has gone through the freaking train station. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. It, but yeah, I agree. And oh, even eBay stock, eBay stock was at twenty, like twenty seven dollars when I bought it back in March, and it's at almost sixty right now. <laughs> that was so. A good I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not the same as Amazon, but hey, you know, if you bought yeah. a certain amount of shares, you're good. Uh, but you know, I have been sourcing like crazy. I haven't shared a lot of this, but I've been doing a lot of retail arbitrage. As far as apparel goes, as far as as just kind of not like high up. end items, just loading up because I anticipate, you know, even if things settle down, let's say we're still we're still months away from no masks, no social distancing, you know, replenishing of inventory. I mean, right now in San Diego, it's very tough to do retail arbitrage. And on top of that, wherever you go, you have to wait in a line outside pretty much. And then when you get inside, you're limited. And so, you know, I think about myself, I, I've been in a Walmart parking lot and I'm about to get out and I see the line and I go, huh, I went on Amazon. Yep. I can probably get this by tomorrow. I'm not going to go inside and I'll just order. And I anticipate well, that's going to be happening a lot. And the, um, the production of items is completely, uh, clogged. So it's going to be a cue for, for the ages. I think, um, I just think toys are going to be more limited. I think, uh, electronics like there's um there's all sorts of stuff coming for q4 so i how are you so when you say you're out sourcing do you have a storage unit as well you have a few don't you <laughs> no i i just have one i wish i had a few so i have one okay. i have my place um and I, i'm trying to work on that i right now i'm running lean i'm hoping to run lean for like another year and move into a bigger living space uh, but you know san diego it's it's money i mean even to get a warehouse space it's just yeah. a, it's more than a mortgage. And so, yeah. 
I'm really right now trying to run lean. I had a, I have a great relationship with my landlord where I'm at. And so I'm content. And, you know, I've been able to travel a lot, not just me, but with my boys uh, without having to stress about, you know, am I going to make mortgage? I'm going to do this. And so I'm right now running lean. I'm trying not to let stuff be in my living space. You know, so I do have, you know, places set aside where I store stuff. Uh, but yeah, right now, right now I'm just, I I'm storing up, but I'm also trying to make sure that I'm maximizing as much as I can right before October hits. Yeah. And there's, I think, what is it? August 21st. We're in that weird point where it's like Q3 meets Q4, but I think September is when things, you start to get a little fizzle. Mm -hmm. And then, like you said, October is, uh, it's game time. Mm -hmm. Um, but cool. You guys, um, you guys ever selling like StockX or Goat or um, anything like that? Kind of these newer platforms. Yeah, no, I, not not really. I know Orlando has played with a few more than I have. Uh, my wife and I were doing Poshmark for a while, and uh, we were relatively successful there. But the amount of time and energy you have to put into sharing and all that stuff just wasn't for us. Uh, yeah. But you know, I, I I do think Poshmark has a an interesting. Uh, philosophy and i think it's gonna either go places or make some ripples in the reselling uh app like world as far as how things are done and how people think of reselling i mean if nothing else is bringing in younger people to realize hey i can buy used clothes right so um there's there's other platforms we've played with um but i haven't you know it's one of those things where i feel like you can spread yourself too thin uh, you can be on so many platforms and when you're doing a lot of things you're usually not doing them all very well well uh, so yeah. yeah we're focusing on like okay at least for for me it's okay ebay is where we're really having a lot of success and we don't want to have all of our eggs in one basket so we look into other platforms and we might do like a listing or two just to see like, do we know how to do it could we shift over to this if ebay were to to go away tomorrow right but uh we 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 want to do eBay well for, for now. And, you know, we've talked about maybe doing Amazon, but it's one of those things where we, we're, it's the amount of work to the amount of money we're trying to make. And right now we're making enough money doing eBay. So we don't want to add more work just to let's get more money. And that's another thing. Amazon's intimidating. I think, uh, and I'm interested, eBay has such an open door to like new, you know, when you first started, everybody just says eBay. It's never like Amazon or True. Poshmark. Um, it's always eBay. And that's why I bought stock. I think eBay is going to continue to do great things. They've been around for, I mean, what, Orlando, the 80s? <laughs> the since, 90s? Yeah, since 1997 <laughs> or something like that. So they, they've been around and they're part of pop culture. I mean, you still, you're watching the movies and, and somebody will say, where'd you get that? And they're like, they don't say Mercari or Poshmark. They say eBay, right? Yeah. And And so... I, I do. And, you know, going back to that question, there's so many platforms right now. I, I really, I, I wish I, I had like the time. I like what he said, though. Don't spread yeah. yourself too thin. I really like that. I think that's, that's I land in the same place because I did do that for a while. And I found myself spending too much time instead of just, you know, doing really well at one or two and just grinding those out. Nice. Do you guys do like Etsy at all? Or I, I never really mess with Etsy. We we don't we don't I, we feel so plain right now, but because everybody you know how it is in the reselling community, it's it's you feel so much pressure to do more, right? Because you see people posting on social, yeah. like I do Etsy, I do Depop, I do here. I I mean StockX gets me every time because that's instant, right? You find somebody something that somebody's looking for, 
you match up to the listing sold, you're good, you send it out, and you're going to get your cash pretty quick. No, yeah, do the things you do well and stick to those things. You, I, Again, I'm going to say again, like stretching yourself too thin is just a bad idea. Don't just try to be the biggest all over the place. Like, Just be really good at the things you like doing, <laughs> you know, and you'll be just, just fine. Um, and eBay, honestly, in itself is enough right now. You don't have to jump into Amazon. You don't have to jump into Poshmark. Um, eBay's a monster. They uh, they have so many customers. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, cool. Um, anything else, like, interesting you guys got going on, or we're just we're just looking forward to what's going on here in the next few months you know the thing that mike and i always reflect on is the fact that this is reality like this is really happening uh it's been you know two years we've been on this journey and you know it's we're still i think reselling is becoming more mainstream i think thrifting is mainstream but i'm not sure reselling is mainstream and the difference being is that you know you have a huge culture right now of going to thrift stores but as far as reselling, you know, you even myself, I've been a full-time reseller for this is my third year. I was in education. I was a school administrator. And I still get people that ask me if I'm doing okay, you know, am I able to make it? And I'm like, actually, I'm I'm better than I've ever been in my entire adult life Dude, uh, financially. I got people in the group, like, quitting their jobs. And is it a good idea? I don't know. But they're going to do what they want to do because right now is it's insane. And I'm loving it because it made a lot of people realize – um, that you can do these things, man, like with a phone and just like hard work. It's, I, w- I just did a podcast with, um, rally roots. And I was, I, I said this, I was like, there was, this is the one field where like you kind of control and you can do it's, it's all based off of work ethic. Um, a lot of things like doors can just kind of get shut in your face, like a promotion, you know, if they didn't like you or, Uh, Maybe you just had a bad interview, but this is like you go and like you said, you went to a store and you scanned something. I mean, listen to what you just said. You went to a store, you scanned something, it sold for 3x ROI on your way to your house, and then you used all your free travel miles and traveled the country and made how much money? Like, bro, what are we doing? (laughs) Yeah, I agree that's an insane story and that's anybody can do it. So, um, yeah, I'm super passionate about people just trying things like that, you know? Um, and that, and that's our thing. I mean, Mike and I want to reach more and more people, you know, as a podcast grows, we love just like your group. We love hearing the success stories of, you know, the success stories go from, I wasn't, I couldn't make it. I was living paycheck to paycheck to now. I don't even worry about that to, Hey, now I'm able to go to vacation to, Hey, I quit my job. And then we have other people that are bigger than us now by leagues ahead, just because, you know, reselling, if you get certain tools and you can apply them well, you can make it happen. Yeah. And it really opens up freedom too. I think that's a big thing is sometimes people have the drive passion the desire for wealth and they're willing to work as hard as it takes to get there and then like you said the nice thing with reselling is if you want more money you just work harder and and more money will come Uh, but then there's other people who say you know i want more family time or i want more you know i want more opportunities or i want more flexibility in my schedule there's a lot of things that that people can be looking for and reselling is a great 
tool that can be used to reach those goals. And so uh, we always try and tell our listeners like, hey, you, you don't have to be the person who says like, I want to be pulling in six figures. Uh, it's okay if you are that person. But if you're the person who says, you know, I just want to, I want to be able to take my family on a nice vacation, or I want to have the ability to leave my job if things go bad, or I just maybe I want to stay home and be with my kids more or whatever it is. So everybody gets to find out what their goal is. And reselling is a tool that is adaptable to fit what those needs are. Yeah. Just sub, you know, working part time, making an extra 20 grand a year. It's life changing stuff, man. That, I mean, that pays for presence that pays for schooling that pays for, um, whatever like tier you fall into of how far you want to take it. It's available you know? Um, and that's why, that's what drives me. Like I've been there, I've been in the corporate job where you're just like, you're making an extra 20 grand a year and you're like, I'm doing this part time. Like if I want to take this full time, let's do it. You know? Um, I just think it's possible and, uh, it's been proven time and time again. It's just, uh, you just got to work, you know? Agreed. Um, Mike, do you do you want to go full time eventually? You know, I don't know. I, I really enjoy teaching. Um, it's one of the things that would be difficult to leave. Uh, but yeah, I, I tell you what. During this time of quarantine, the first few months when you know schools were were pretty much shut down, we were doing distance learning, but it wasn't as serious as this second wave of distance learning is going to be. It was a little bit more, you know, free and flexible. I had a lot more free time on my hands and. I would say there was like probably a good five to six months where it was just every day. It was me, my wife and my son for most of the day. And we did uh, a road trip and we, you know, had a, a little trailer behind us. And we filled it up with stuff at thrift stores. And it was like, you know, this would be cool if it was just our life, like all the time, if we were always just together like this. So, you know, th- there is the, that possibility that we might go down that route. But, um, you know, I, I also really enjoy teaching. And so you just love teaching. So that's yeah. understandable. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. Orlando's a, I mean, he's a big dog. He's been doing it for, how long have you been full-time? It's only my third year, but uh, it seems like forever. But you've been reselling for a long time. I've been reselling for a long time. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. a decade. Oh, I thought, I thought it's been more than three. But even, I mean, yeah. I mean, you probably could have went full-time, right? But you just like, because you were a teacher too. Correct. Yeah, I was a school administrator. And I, I probably could have. I probably could have gone full-time at least two years earlier than I went full-time. But yeah. it was one of those things I love what I do. I still teach a, a class once a week. I teach a history class to a homeschool group. And it's just, it's not because I have to, it's because I want to and I, and I, I enjoy doing it. Uh, yeah. Reselling is something, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. Right now, I'm loving it. There's nothing I'd rather do right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, who knows? And, you know, who knows with the podcast? Who knows with a lot of things? I mean, the nice thing about reselling too is allowed us to do more with the podcast, to help more people, to get on social, to drop more episodes you guys are teachers in itself just with the i think we all are just reselling you know so you kind of just figure that out as it goes so um well cool is there any uh anything else you guys wanted to touch on for everybody or no i mean it just it's been awesome talking with you i mean we could probably talk forever about you know the the opportunities reselling is is allowed let me uh let me just say have you guys have you seen the sports card craze going on or anything oh yes so that that's been the tough one for us because i was huge in sports cards in the early 90s you know the Mm -hmm. ken griffey's the mark mcguire olympic cards like all those things and then this last go-round 
it, it's one of those where you you can jump into so many things. And yeah. I know sports cards, but I I, I chose I chose not to, which I, I'm probably gonna regret. I'm probably regretting right now as I'm telling you this. And I think Mike oh, and I are on the geez. same page. But it's right now, it, it's a beast. It is. It is. I mean, I've been watching. I know what people are picking up. And the people that got in early, I think of this guy I was watching on TikTok, I think a year ago, and was talking about pick up these cards. And I, mm. and I remember, you know, like two months ago, he goes, guys, remember I told you about these cards? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that yeah. TikTok. So, yeah, well, that's even, where... um, a few of my because uh, we have like sports card moderators and my buddy, John, um, he's been buying them. Dude, he bought a Luca card for like 500 bucks. It's like 10 grand now. Um, there's people who've bought LeBron cards for like 500 to 600 and they're, I mean, 20 grand. Now. It's just, oh my gosh. But I try to warn people. Be careful of like bubbles like this. It's, it's a good. It's time. a lot of speculation. Yeah, yeah, but it's um. There's a lot of foundation that's being built on it. There's a lot of card shops opening. Um, there was uh there was something called Tops 2020, but it's exactly what we're talking about. Uh, it bubbled and it bursted, but this feels different. This feels like sneaker culture. Um, but it is. They're very expensive now, so it's hard to jump in um at the moment but there's still there's a lot of cool like are you guys um are you san diego like sports fans at uh, it's, all? Ki it's kind of hard to be a fan of sports in san diego uh <laughs> people people say the padres is a is a farm team for the mlb oh you and, guys and you guys have a really good player right now though you have a really good uh i don't know if orlando knows his name i don't know his name but he's a really I, good baseball player i'm actually a, a born and raised in san francisco so I'm I'm a Giants, 49ers, Warriors kind of oh, guy. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I could talk all day, but you know, I, it, it's one of those things where I, you know, the other part about the sports card thing, and I feel terrible saying this, is that I I've been so focused on reselling and the podcast and my family that I really haven't had the time to focus on sports. And you know, right? Yeah. There's some people I know, like LeBron's an easy one. You know, uh, some of the other cards are easy. I mean, it's 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 one of those things where you have to keep up on it. And I oh I just, yeah, I, I couldn't, and, and I couldn't. I made my choice not to. But, I was you know, just uh, just have you guys been seeing? Like, uh, I always I'm fascinated just how far stuff kind of read. You know, when stuff goes like viral. Uh, um, my buddy Omar said he was at a family uh, cookout. And they were talking about sports cards because of Gary V. And I'm like, what is going on right now? Like, no he one was, was calling talking it. about. He was calling a year and a half ago. He's, I love him, but he's, he's been right, man, time and time again. Um, and it's he's just moving crazy. the market too. <laughs> oh, he's completely. He's in our Discord actually, and it's hilarious. He stopped. Um, he stopped posting cards on IG because he was uh, pumping the market so crazy. Um, and he did, he wasn't meaning to do that, but it's it's Gary Vee. He's got like eight million. If if he's telling people he made this much money on a card, they're all gonna go buy it, you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> but well, cool. Anything else? Um, I'm just glad to be talking to you guys. I uh, like I said, I listen to your podcast, and it's just uh, I do it when I'm list listing or whatever. So it's just been great to just talk to you guys, man. 
No, it'd be awesome. And we'd love to have you down the road on the podcast. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be great. Just, you know, I know you can only share so much, but, you know, we, we're always fascinated at groups and the way that group dynamics work. And, you know, it's one of those things we always say, like, you always got to be careful, right, with groups. But your group, man, it's on point. We have some of our listeners there in your group. I mean, they don't share anything with us, but we know that yeah. they're doing well. And so it's uh it's great hearing from you and and being on this podcast and you know we just want to tell people like whatever way you want to level up your standard of living it's totally possible take some hustle it takes some research but it's completely doable. Yeah, and you can do it free, you can do it um you know, I don't even we don't have to talk about the it's just uh people working together man is is what it's all about, you know. And um it's just a beautiful thing when resellers are working together obviously there's certain stuff i don't you know we can't talk about because we're making good money mm -hmm. and uh i'm glad we didn't talk about any item leads but you know that's the name of the game it's actually respectable so um but yeah i'd love to come on i just uh i love your guys brand i think you guys are gonna do really cool things um and just keep doing the youtube stuff too uh i think that in itself is gonna do great things so but uh, and where where uh, where all can they find you guys? All right, well you can find us on pretty much every social media platform. We're on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram as Pureso Podcast. We are also on Twitter as Pureso Cast. Uh, we're on YouTube as Pureso Podcast. You can find us on all major podcast platforms as Pureso Podcast. You can call us. You can email us. All that information is in our social media uh, link tree and bios. Yeah, cool. we're pretty much everywhere. And you can you can get more Orlando and Mike in your ear holes anytime you want. 